1.30. Can you hear us, Paul? I can, but I'm clear. Josh, it looks like you're muted. I see a red X across your microphone. I'm not sure. Is Paul watching? There's thought. Okay. We'll go ahead and get started if that's okay with everyone. Hopefully, we can catch you in a second. Uh, good evening. We have a few housekeeping items. This meeting is being recorded um, and will be posted on the city's YouTube channel. Please remember to mute yourself if you're not speaking. Um, the chat function is if this meeting is disabled and all chats will directly go to Paul or I as hosts. Um, unless you're participating in the meeting, please turn off your video. This allows active meeting participants to be seen on screen and you will still be able to hear the meeting. When participating, please turn your video on. The city and MPO re reserve the right to mute or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting and we'll go ahead and get started. I would like to take an opportunity um, to allow um, those in the room to introduce themselves and then we'll go around online. We'll go Ed, Matt, and Charlie. Okay. Yes. Uh, Ed Jankowski, I represent the city of Eudora. Matt Goff, uh, Lawrence Chamber of Commerce. Charlie Thomas, the Douglas County Planning Commission. Okay, and then online, um, can I go Dot, Pat, August, David? Hi, I'm Dot Neri, and I represent Live Well Douglas County, the Healthy Built Environment Work Group. Hi there, I'm uh, Pat Collette, and I'm representing uh, the Multimodal Transportation Commission. Good afternoon, my name is August, and I'm with the Public Transit Advisory Committee. And David Carter, Lawrence Douglas County Metropolitan Planning Commission. And it looks like Josh is online and he can hear us, but I don't know if he's got his mic to work and he represents uh, Lawrence Association of Neighborhoods on this steering committee. Um, I'm Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager, and uh, with me tonight, Paul Hornbeck. Um, our planner is gonna walk through what we anticipate to be our final meeting of the T2050 steering committee. Um, and so we have posted on the agenda, the January 5th meeting notes and video, which you could find on YouTube, um, just for your information. Anybody have any questions or comments? Otherwise we'll move on to our agenda item to review the 30 day public comment um, an MPO response draft and the final draft for your consideration. Okay, seeing none, I'm gonna ask Paul um, to highlight some of the comments that we received and how we typically respond to these. At this point in our process, um, we have a 30-day formal public comment period. It's part of the public participation plan for the Metropolitan Planning Organization, and it's something pretty typical that we do um, in our planning process. So when we get to this place in the process, we anticipate a lot fewer comments than the hundreds of survey responses we got at the 
very beginning of the process, but it gives an opportunity to, to for the public um, and our stakeholders or other staff partners to review a final draft and make any edits or comments or re revision requests to us as part of that process. Um, for, for transparency, we publish all of these. We have documented for you those issues or comments in this um, file that we're going to walk through. We have a recorded staff action. So we say no change, change. Um, and some of those, then we add notes. So it's we comment received um, or if there's something factual we want to update or point out that some we believe something's already incorporated in the plan, we do so at this point. Um, this is also the opportunity where we would say, or if we made a change, what change we made in relationship to the comment. And that should inform you about what change was made in the document at a, you know, at a high level to let for transparency's sake, from this version you see tonight versus the version you saw um, in January. So Paul, go ahead. Thanks, Jessica. So we did have the 30 day public comment period. So at a high level, um, I think we had about five individuals comment on um, on the plan. And we we have about 25 comments um, from those individuals, you know, so some folks had kind of a long list of different comments. So we, we broke them out pretty much individually to what they're um, speaking to. Um, we're not going to go through every comment necessarily. If there were comments that you saw that, that we don't touch on that, that you want to address or, or discuss, feel free to bring those up. Um, I've just got a few of them pulled up on the screen here, as, as Jessica said, as kind of um, an example of, of some of the comments we receive and, and what changes we may or may not make. Um, so just kind of walk through some of those. So this, this first one here is just speaking to the importance of sidewalks and also the need for um, repairing or replacing the brick sidewalks. Um, so something at that, that kind of fine level of detail of, of dealing with the brick sidewalks is beyond the scope of, of our plan here. Um, but, but we do recommend within the plan in chapter six that the city of Lords uh, should establish brick sidewalk and street standards to to um, kind of have a, a standards in place for, for how to deal with brick sidewalks and um, keeping those maintained and repaired as needed. Um, next comment is just largely about um, um, the need for educational efforts between motorists and, and people riding bikes, people driving. And again, that's kind of at a, a finer, um, final, final, excuse me, uh, a more finer scale of, of detail than we get into in this plan. But um, so it's not, we did not make any changes, but um, we do mention kind of where those type of efforts are, are taking place, such as um, the City of Lawrence Neighborhood Traffic Management Program um, does include that educational component. Uh, next comment is, is just dealing with, with clean energy and, and pivoting towards renewable, um, renewable energy and transportation. Um, we felt we, we had already included information on this in the plan and uh, we do have a, a section on sustainability in chapter six is one of our goal areas that we have recommendations on um, increasing low carbon transportation options, um, planning for electric vehicles, both 
um, municipal fleets, as well as um, charging stations for the general public. And then this comment also talks about protecting wildlife areas. Um, so the, the plan does map out um, areas with sensitive lands, which includes wildlife. Um, so we have maps in the plan already. Uh, next comment is about public transit and largely just a concern that the size of the buses um, are perhaps too large for the number of people riding them. Um, we, we did consult with our Lawrence Transit colleagues and got their input and um, you know, according to what they information they provided is that you know the bus buses are sized for kind of peak peak periods um, of the day, as well as certain portions of a route might see higher capacity for a small portion of the route versus other portions um, maybe have much fewer riders. So, hey Paul, uh, go ahead. Yeah. Hey, it's August Wittes of PTAC. That that comment, I believe, suggested using uh, bands for some of the routes. Does, does the transit authority even own any transportation bands that could be used for for uh, passengers? Well, I know they're they're going to be doing a, a micro transit um, pilot with uh, smaller size vehicles. I don't I don't know any more detail than that. I don't know if Jessica has any more information you can share. Yeah, I, I think they own the cutaway vehicles to like which they operate paratransit and on some route services. But in terms of like passenger vans, um, no, not to my knowledge. Okay, thank you very much. Um, so yeah, no comment or no no change was made in the plan for that. Um, Next comment is about street trees and, and just wanting to be able to, to plant street trees. And, and this individual um, maybe ran into some problems trying to do that in front of their house. Um, so that street trees are recommended within the plan, but the specific regulations a city may have um, are, are beyond the MPO level. You know, they're um, set by the individual cities as to what what species and, and the placement of those exactly um what kind of requirements the cities want to have and so we did recommend the the comment the person that submitted the comments submit these comments to the lawrence land development code update steering committee because that is something that could potentially be um addressed um, in that document So next, we're just a couple comments on different use usage of um, kind of word usage of using bicycle instead of bike, which um, we generally try to do, but missed some and, and went back and just made those changes, made those updates similar with motor vehicle um, compared to just using vehicle, just to be more specific and went back and made some of those changes. Also had a comment about the, um, the types of bikeways and there there was an error in we had some types of bikeways that were, were listed twice um, for shared use path and, and bike lanes and those type of facilities and we also recognize that the um, the latest information from the countywide bike plan as well as lawrence bikes those two plans 
um, both focus on the, the type of separation on bike facilities, a major separation being like a shared use path that's off off street or, or adjacent to the street, um, minor separation being things like bike lanes that are on street and then shared streets that are, are really shared between cars and, and vehicles, um, vehicles and, and bicycles. Um, so, so we updated the plan to um, kind of bring in some of that newer language on types of separation, um, which we think um, addre should address um, this comment. Also a comment on, on bicycle parking, did not make any changes there, but we pointed out that the plan does include end of trip amenities and, and bike parking as a strategy in chapter six and um, the bike plans, those, those go into further detail as well. And then a comment on um, a specific route for, for transit and frequency of service for that route kind of circulating on Mass Street, Walker's uh, 23rd. Um, so that's kind of beyond the, the scope of this plan and um, transit, Lawrence Transit folks, you know, they do route studies and redesigns um, fairly periodically to, to look at the best routes to, to serve their needs, um, which is kind of the appropriate place for, for something like that to take place. But the plan does recommend um, implementing service um, per those um, redesign processes. So those are the comments I pulled out just to kind of give you a cross section and um, show you where we did and didn't make changes. Happy to talk through any of those or answer questions, or if you saw any comments in the packet materials that you wanted to address that, that weren't on this list, feel free to, to bring those up. Um, yeah. Before we get too far into discussion, Paul, can you go to the main comment sheet and let's talk about the comments we got from some of our steering committee members. There's one, one really big change related to this that I want to just point out, and it's more it's a technicality, so I don't know that it'll matter to too many people, but if you look at the tables, it will because they don't look the same as what you had before. Um, we When we first started planning this in our table of years for all of our fiscal constraint tables, we started with year 2022. And then we got into the process and we're like, oh, 2022 is going to be over by the time we do this plan. So we should take that out. And so we had our bands 23, 24, 25, and then we started the five-year bands at 2026. Well, federal regulations require you to have four years before you start four years up front before you start your out year bands. And so I had to move year 2026. So any project or um, funding that we had projected previously in 2026, where we had a four-year band and in a or in a five-year band, we had to move and we have not, or we had a three-year band and a five-year band. We now have two four-year bands before we do five-year bands. And so if you would compare tables, you'll notice this because some things moved. None of the projects changed, none of the amounts changed. We just moved where they were in the band years. But I wanted to point that out because that is a pretty significant change. If you go to look and compare something in the process that we did have to change that. And I don't want anybody to be misled about why we had to make that change. Um, and you'll notice even many of those comments 
Um, we normally, when we're working through this process, we have allocated ourselves a little more time so we can address some of our steering committee members' comments before we get into a public comment period, but we weren't able to do that this with this time schedule. So we included them in this table. So we are very clear to you and it's transparent about what we changed, regardless of if the comment came from a steering committee member or the public. So you may not normally see those in there in a list when we do 30 day public comment period, but I do want to point out they are here this time. And so you can kind of see the types of comments um, and their specificity that we get from some of our planning partners. So. And I pulled up on the screen just the bands that Jessica was talking about. So 2023 to 26 is that initial period and this 27 to 30, and then it kind of goes back to the five year. Um, bands yeah. we initially had. So it may have been something nobody would have ever noticed, but it it impacted every table where we talk about projects and finances. So I wanted to um, point that out. I thought I had seen that Jessica when I was, uh, but I wasn't too sure what that was about when I was looking through the stuff last night. Yeah, so we're just doing funny math on you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad there was some clarification because it threw me for a moment. Okay. Sorry. Now I can open up about Paul's question. If there was anything you wanted to talk about in terms of comment we received or the responses we gave or something you thought you'd want to talk about in that regard, um, or anything else you saw in the draft of the plan for final feedback you'd like to give us before we take this next week to um, the Metropolitan Planning Organizational Technical Advisory Committee. I had a I had a comment. This is Dot Neri. Um, this may sound picky, but I think it's important given the goal overall goals of the plan. I noticed, and I, and I have not read carefully. I need to read it over, so I acknowledge that. But in the first um, chapter, I noticed on page two when you list forms of transportation, it's automobiles, public transit, bicycle, and pedestrian. But then on page seven. It's transit riding, biking, walking, and driving. And I think it's really important not to put automobiles first all the time. So I think that was good. Um, I don't know if you can, if it's changed up in other chapters, but I think it's good not to elevate automobiles to be first all the time. So just wanted to note that. Jessica, do we need to pull up that additional public comment or highlight that? Oh, thank you. Thank you for reminding me. I additionally got a phone call yesterday in relationship to comments on the plan. Um, and so I took notes during that call because that person asked me to um, share those comments. Um, it was after... Uh, you know, we had already posted everything and stuff, but Paul posted that today when we um, got that typed up. And uh, we, can you want to share that, Paul? Yep. It was some, it's some additional comments. We did not have a chance to respond to those, but we can talk about those or um, allow you to look at them. We've also additionally posted them on the agenda. Would it be helpful for me to read that? Yeah. 
Yes. Okay, great. T2040, this is a bunch of comments together. So it's like, think of it as a kind of a, a random collection of some different comments. T2040 has no focus on pedestrians. They're only mentioned as a token issue and they need more than just sidewalks. The plan is not multimodal. Seniors do not have adequate transportation options. Pavement conditions should be prioritized where there is no sidewalk present. Um, example, Dakota Street. Aggressive cyclists are a problem. Cyclists should not be allowed to ride on the sidewalk. Older streets and neighborhoods need to be retrofitted to work for pedestrians, especially addressing safe crossings. The city is paying for the impacts of development, especially KU, and the developers should pay their own transportation impacts and improvements. So that is also, thank you, Paul, for reminding me. That's just also for your consideration comment that we received in relationship to our item on the agenda today. Uh, Jessica, this is Josh. From what I've seen on a lot of this, uh, on everything that you on that packet they uh, picked up yesterday, I was pretty comfortable and liked what I've seen overall through the whole thing. people looking around the room or looking at their documents maybe so jessica or paul could you um just walk us through the next steps after this <laughs> absolutely so we are at the what we anticipate to be the final meeting and so we would like to hear any other additional feedback you have um and then we will be um sending this out the the document out to the metropolitan planning organization technical advisory committee where they make a formal recommendation um, to consider to the mpo policy board about adoption um, it will then uh, it's also going to go to the multimodal transportation commission we'll accept feedback from them but that's not necessarily a formal part in the process for the MPO process. Um, we then will take it to the MPO policy board on March 16th, well, there, where, where they will consider it for adoption. After that, um, we will submit that to our planning staff where we, uh, we will be assigned a planner, I believe, to work through uh, an approval resolution that will go to the city of Lawrence, city commission, Douglas County, and the planning commission. Um, and then depending on their review and analysis of where we're at in that, um, uh, pending the, the 
scope, they will work on scoping what needs to happen for a comp plan amendment to um, translate, you know, from what's in there as T2040 in plan 2040 to T2050. And so that would happen. And that would that would be what would need to happen for the approval process for this to be incorporated. Once the MPO approves it, it is the regionally approved long range transportation plan. But because we incorporate it as the same plan um, into the comprehensive plan, that will be a process and there will be a process for that. Um, and then we would get into just a cycle of implementing the plan um, and amend or uh, amend as needed um, and track performance. And then also um, we have our, you know, our next update on the radio radar in five years. So we've kind of laid out here's this this timeline, um, there's some of those things aren't slated, you know, they'll happen as they get incorporated into workflow. They don't have a specific date. Um, the MPO deadline is really our deadline. So we can approve a plan before the existing plan expires. Everything else um, after that can kind of, it can, it can happen um, as, as there's workflow to be able to do that. Super. Thank you. And just so you know, we've already talked about there are things that could happen in other processes like the land development code update process that could um, get us in a situation where we need to come back and amend something in the plan. Um, and the main thing I would think about in that regard and what we've talked about is possibly major thoroughfares map, right? That's that's a hard link to um, land development code. And so um, there will need to be consideration as that process happens if there's something that warrants us to come back and amend. Another thing, any other big things that could happen that could meet, require an amendment to the plan is, um, anything that's on the illustrative list, so things that are our visionary projects that don't fit within our fiscal constraint, um, if there is a federal award of funding, um, that could require us to come back and reevaluate and move that into a fiscally constrained um, project list so we could be able to program it in, our, in another document we create, which is a uh, transportation improvement program. Um, so those are the types of things that we would be thinking about in the interim after we get through um, this process. We hope to not have to do those, but we amended T2040 twice. So to give you an example, it happens. Sure. Thank you. I want to give you all adequate space, but this is the only item we have. So if anybody has thoughts or comments, final before we close that out. Okay, nobody's wanting to speak. Just making sure I'm giving you all space to do that. Great. 
All right, so we will be proceeding with our next steps in regards to the work that we have done um, and general satisfaction from this committee to move this plan forward um, to those to those bodies. Um, we wanna take a moment to thank you for your service and work um, of us dragging you along on this journey, um, which is the development of our long range transportation plan and your work on the steering committee. We've thrown a lot of homework at you um, and hopefully you found this to be an enjoyable experience um, because in five years we'll be building another steering committee to do this work again and um, we really value your input in this process to help us guide um, this community document and do something that um, we can find um, a common ground to move forward on transportation issues so we want to thank you for your time um, if you're some of you may be on some of those other committees whether that be multimodal transportation commission or technical advisory committee or policy board. And um, hopefully you can speak up on those opportunities to talk about your experience um, in the planning process. We welcome you to do that. Um, that helps um, tell our story. And so uh, other than that, I have nothing else on the agenda. So if nobody has anything, we will let you get back to your regularly uh, scheduled lives. <laughs> well, I'd just like to say and recognize the hard work that you've done. Well, it's just been a a really fun thing to see come together. There's so much uh, data and information that has taken this long to put together into a final product and uh, it's done very thoughtfully. So the credit for this is yours and you deserve a lot of it, all of it related. So thank you for letting us tag along and look at this. We look forward to seeing it work through the rest of the process. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to concur that, uh, the the this product isn't just um, it's an integration of you know your professional judgment and your writings and composition skills your ability to put together a very clear document uh, but also your ability to, as as Matt said to bring us along um, because you know what good is public input if you can't uh, digest it and and respond um, thoughtfully to it and so that's been a really um, really appreciate. Um, uh, you are in Paul's um, ability to do that. So thank you. Thank you. I have learned a lot and I'm amazed at all the things you need to bring together to create a plan like this. So I hope to stay involved so I can use what I learned uh, to uh, a benefit next time. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that uh, to have been working with everybody. Hopefully at some point, I'd, I'd, I'll be, I'd love to be able to be more, uh, it's like be more, uh, continue to be more involved with stuff and even possibly work with some of the other pe uh, people on the committee on some of the boards because uh, it's for me this has been a very enriching and uh, learning experience as I've continued to learn more and more about with the transportation and what really how it's done thank you all for and Jessica and Paul thank you again for having uh, having me on another uh, committee I really, uh, I always enjoy the time. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you've done a wonderful job in pulling this together into a coherent whole. And I especially respect the fact that you did that, a lot of that work over the holidays. And I know that that was a, a tough, tough haul. So uh, kudos to you and, and others who worked on it during that time to to be able to pull that together and meet all the deadlines that were set out at the beginning. Thank you. And as a PTAC member, I, I 
get focused on what we we our goals and our objectives are and just to see overall scope that this committee and this advisory board uh tackles is always impressive and it's it's always amazing how much information you guys can process and digest and uh every every meeting i leave thinking god there's so much more i need to learn or so much more i need to take in so that i can be on on level with uh with jessica and paul so thank you guys thank you all right thank you everyone we will end the meeting Go Jay Thanks very much. Take care.